the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Bill from 25th Street Auto is sitting next to me. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about cars, and you're welcome to join us. We have two callers, and we're going to get to them in just a second, but we have three open lines, and Gil is the one that's running the show. He flies the airplane. He's up front. Me and Bill are in the second-class section. And so when you call 602-508-0960, he's going to say you want to talk to Mark and say yes, and that's it. And then he puts you on hold, and then he whispers in my ear that you've got Darwin is your next caller. So we're going to go to Darwin. Darwin, good morning. Good morning, Mark. I uh, have a 2013 Ford Escape, and every time I turn the ignition off to, say, sit in the car and listen to the radio, it stays on for about 20 seconds, and then it goes off with a display of something about a power-saving banner shows up then I have to restart the car, or I don't get it. And I've looked in my owner's manual. There's absolutely nothing telling me how to handle this. I don't think you can bypass that because you have a push-button start um, if the key fob is within reach of the of no, that. No, no, nope. It's okay. a key start. So when you do, you, how many different positions do you have on the key? Do you have on? You have lock is first and then on, and then start? Yes. Okay, so when you go to start, you can't back it up to on, and it automatically shuts down after some short period of time? Yes, that's exactly it. I'll pull in someplace to park, and, of course, the radio's on. I turn the ignition not completely off, just to the on, and it'll run for 20, 20 seconds or so, and then it'll shut off with that banner, going across it says it's a po- on a power saving mode and I'm going well I don't get it I can't okay. find anything in the manual is is this your car or your wife's car my well both okay well I think it's time it's for a new car I think that's what I'm thinking yeah. I, I don't well I've done 59,000 miles and this thing people think it's new cuz I whacked it almost Every week without fail. Okay, well, if that's the case, can you do my truck? I'll sneak <laughs> over to your house. You can even take your wife to, you know, McDonald's in it or something. L- let me, I can tell you that we can wire around that. I mean, somebody oh. at a stereo store could could wire up a toggle switch or something stupid. I remember one time, you know where I like to put hidden switches? A dimmer switch on where? the floor. An old school uh, dimmer switch? An old school dimmer switch yep. on the floor. <laughs> And I use that as an an auto theft deterrent. Yep, it won't crank. It won't crank. Or or you or you can you can 
take the spark or fuel away too yep. with the with the crank. Sure can. And so that's that is the Mark Salem fifty five dollar <laughs> fifty five dollar uh, auto auto uh, theft device. But in your particular case, the only thing I can offer you is is do uh, get on the internet and do some research with respect to the power saving most. And I would use words like disable power saving mode on a 14 escape 13 escape that's what i would do but i think you're not going to be able to get around the computer i think you're going to have to just take cigarette lighter voltage 12 volt and power up the battery so you can listen to the radio in my experience when i've seen that that failure warning on the dashboard um i think i saw it one time and it was just a fluke and didn't see it again um I, i've seen it another time uh and it was a precursor to a battery replacement um so i'm thinking that uh the logic in the see unfortunately your car has uh, I, I think ford still calls it a gem a generic electronic module a computer that all the other computers talk to and it gets permission to do things and it'll monitor things like voltage and if the voltage gets a little lower than it'd like to see it's going to say you know i'm not going to let you listen to the radio because i'd like your car to start when you need it to start so it, it's told to do that it shouldn't be tell, doing that every tw- 20 seconds um, this one could be tricky to get into your computer system deep enough to find the the parameters and the different sensors and things like that to find out the source of this. But I'm thinking you're you should be considering: Are you losing voltage anywhere? It, it, you know, you have a battery issue, a battery connection issue. Okay, those okay, kind of things. okay. But but well, how much does that cost? It, an electrical systems check. How much is that? And and unfortunately, to to check all of the things, you just wouldn't. It could it could take weeks. I'm to not do it talking all. about but that. I'm talking about a battery te- check. A standard electrical test can, can range from a quick free thing in in a parking lot with a universal device to, you know, $80. 30, I was yeah. going to say 30 to $60. Yeah. So to, to have somebody go in and do a low test on the battery, do an alternator and regulator test, look for shorts and draws, check starter cranking, all that kind of stuff. It's just a, a quick check of all the electrical consumption and outputs and inputs. That That's, you know, somewhere, let's say $60 plus or minus 20 bucks. And, and that's that. And but I agree that it would see that in advance, long before the customer would, or even we Should. would. Yeah. And so that how by many, design, anyways. But things don't always work as designed. Yeah, I mean, it's nine years old. Has how many batteries has it had? This is the second one, and it's less than three months old. Okay. Well, I you know that's where I would start. Uh, yeah, I've offered you two. You can have an electrical systems analysis done on it. And when you put the word analysis in there, it just makes it sound really a lot a lot more money. It's an electrical <laughs> systems test. And the other option is go to a stereo shop and just have them unplug the radio and hook, grab that hot wire and run it through a cigarette lighter plug and be done with it if that's what you want to do. But I don't think you're going to get anybody to reprogram your computer because when you start reprogramming the computer, and we are capable of doing that, you have no idea how it's going to affect the emissions that are coming out of the tailpipe. And most of us will shy away from that in a heartbeat. So, unfortunately, that's it. I'll take it to Thompson Automotive. They can at least do the electrical test, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, they can. They can. can. Well, thank you, Darwin. Thank you very much. Rob, you're up next. Thank you for holding. How can we help you? Hey, well, you guys opened the show saying lower control arms so many times I figured I'd better call. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> working on, Are you a control I'm, I'm freak? I'm working on those in my, yeah, my home garage on a 74 Challenger, and I, I, I can't get that torsion bar loose, and I'm, I'm considering maybe putting it back together and taking it to a shop, so it's kind of looking for 
maybe a recommendation to somebody that can work on Give that. Give me a geographical a, area you're in. I'm, I'm around Paradise Valley Mall. Um, Blackwell Automotive, 40th and Greenway. Blackwell, okay. And you're going to call and ask for Tom or Christy. And you're going to say, um, I I understand, Tom, you don't know which end of the screwdriver to stick in your ear, <laughs> so can I talk to, to Christy? And, and, and then um, if you happen to get to him, say, Mark Salem says you have about a... Uh, one in four thousand chance of answering the question, but um, he thought I should ask you, and and I can tell you that that Blackwell does lots of vintage car work, so your self okay. seventy four Challenger is no problem, no challenge to him, and all Thank of us you. have been in your shoes with those torsion bars, and that is going to be an alignment process to get those back to where they need to be, yeah. and there's there's a road height that we would use. But you also have to bounce the car, and you have to have someone in the driver's seat when you're doing that because you have to mimic <laughs> the normal, you know, yep. pull up to an intersection kind of thing. But Blackwell can handle that for you. And tell him that Mark's going to send you a 50% off coupon, or I promise to send you a 50% coupon. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. okay. Good luck, Rob. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with the coupon thing. <laughs> but what that'll do is, is that'll call. He'll call me, and he'll say, "Did you?" Because it always starts off that way. Did you really say that you were going to give him a fifty dollars coupon? Um, I, I did. I, I was looking for one, but I don't have one. Could you just write Could one you up? Just for write me? one up for him. <laughs> yeah. And, and just just go ahead and write it up for him. I already laid the groundwork to have him come in. If you can't fix his car, then stop whining on me. My shirt, okay. <laughs> but anyway, no. Blackwell can pull that off. Anyway, it is um, it is a tough thing to do, and and the newer model cars are a whole lot different than the cars in the 60s and the 70s and I'm going to leave out the 80s because that's when we went into a real heavy uh, fuel controls right. mixture control solenoids and to be perfectly honest with you I think the 80s were the worst cars in the last 50 years I worked at a dealer in those kind of years and cars were junk they're just so much better now and 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 absolutely where they're so much better in 1974 we went from points condenser in the mid 70s for Mm -hmm. both chevy ford chrysler dodge honda toyota all of them we went from points and condensers to electronic ignition and today that was a great move but there was sure a lot of learning curves as we went through that um, we had Ford ignition modules and pickup mm-hmm. assemblies. We had caps or coils in the the cap of the dis- GM. GM distributors that gave us fits because they we we would transfer the coil, but we wouldn't transfer the ground rod, <laughs> and, and the ground rod went with the old cap and so forth and so on. So that that was difficult. But but at the end of the day, the cars of today are are by far. There is no comparison to the Fred Flintstone cars of the 60s and the yeah. 70s. No comparison whatsoever in horsepower, in fuel yeah, economy. They're, they're more like a space shuttle than they are a Falcon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, and I, I, I this is the analogy I use with respect to computers and fuel consumption and fuel delivery. If you wanted to commit suicide, a vehicle in the 70s would help you out within the first 30 minutes of being in the locked garage with the car idling. In today's cars, you're going to die of starvation before you die of asphyxiation <laughs> in your garage because it's going to take forever 
<laughs> ever and ever for you to even feel anything because of the tailpipe and how clean the newer cars are. Not that we're suggesting you try it. <laughs> and I thank you for following that up. Yeah, we're not suggesting anybody try but that. But your point is very well made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to commit suicide with a car, use a 50 or a 60 or a 70 <laughs> year car. Because you don't... burn less gas that way. And, it, it, and it's going to be a lot quicker. We're concerned about the environment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All righty, 602 Have you got anybody holding? David, good morning. How can we help you? Good morning, Mark. Uh, yeah, my wife has a 2016 Kia Soul, and when she went at the emissions uh, back in October, they said the gas cap was bad, so they put one on. And about three months later, I get a check engine light when I happen to get her car out one day when I was driving it. So I pop into my dealer. It was the gas cap that they put on. Is this a normal issue or the gas cap cause a check engine light? It, it went off. They reset the code, and I've not had a problem since then. Yeah, what we want to do is is we want the gas cap to maintain the fumes inside the tank, and we want to suck the fumes out of the tank. And so when we when we go in and check the system, we want to make sure that we can pull the fumes out. If you have no gas cap on there, then we're going to know that because when we start sucking on the fumes and we start pulling the fumes, it's going to change the values of all the sensors. So, And then sometimes the, the cap doesn't breathe at all, and so when we're sucking on the fumes, then it's kind of like sucking on a pop bottle. You don't get anywhere. So there's a variety of sensors that are going to help the computer determine that this is a problem. Let me just add, tell you this much. Many times when you see a customer with a variety of gas cap issues, one of them customers is stuffing the tank. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm sure it's your wife, but if that's the case, then that has a, that will have a bad habit of giving you a check engine light as you flood the canister because you're stuffing the tank. And oh, by, you know, stuffing. Okay, I was what? I, I had my hearing aids. I couldn't pick it up. Stuffing. You mean like overfilling it when it click kicks off? Well, click, you're click, 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 click until, oh, yeah, you know, no. you uh, you want to round it off, and you're at $15, and you want to round it off to $17, so all you do is pack the gas tank full, and, and, and the, all the vapor recovery system is full of fuel now and all that stuff. So, yeah, after the first or second click, you just got to hang up the nozzle. I got to play to me a couple. I'm a, I like round numbers, so I'm, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> and, and I want to tell you something, David. I am too. I am too. <laughs> Me too. I want to go, and, and I tell my wife, you'll always know when when it's not me using the credit card because I'm stopping at 33 66 or 99 uh, it just makes it easy for me. <laughs> and, OCD. And everybody knows that on the company card, anything that stops at 33 66 or 99 is Mark. Never mind. It has I'm the all combined. double zeros. Yeah, and you, you do that do... when you're at restaurants for tips, because my wife laughs because she'll just do a flat, you know, amount for. But me, I got to do the math. It's got to be a round number when I'm done with the tip. And, and there's no question. There's no there. And, and you know, for me, when you start talking about tips at restaurant, I just shove that thing over to my wife. I mean, because no matter what I pick. No matter what I pick, she's going to find fault, especially if the waitress is good looking. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and if it's some boy toy, then she'll smile at me and she'll make an effort to, to, to say, oh, well, this is a 22% tip. Okay, fine, honey. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he looks, he's, he's younger than our youngest child. But nevertheless, anyway, thank you very much, David. <laughs> 602 508 We'll be back.
Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. Local business owners are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was a few months ago. Let Salem Surround help you today. Our team of local in-market experts will utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Salem Surround is here to help you achieve success. Learn more about Salem Surround at Surround Phoenix. Phoenix.com. That's surroundphoenix.com. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. The lines are wide open, except for David. David, I'm going to get to you in just a second. 602-508-0960. You have four lines that are open, and Gil's the one that answers the phone. So if you want to jump on the phone and you have a caller or you want to Take me to task because of something I said, 602-508-0960. David, you're up. How can we help you? Oh, hi there. Uh, Mark, I'm a Canadian snowbird. And uh, when I come back down here in October, uh, later this year, I'll be bringing with me my 2011 BMW X5 diesel. And I'll be looking for a place to get that vehicle serviced. And I'm wondering if you've got any recommendations. What part of town are you going to end up with when you come here? Yeah, we're in Sun City Grand, which is a community inside of Surprise, Arizona. Okay. Um, Auto Dynamics would be the place I'd probably, it's 91st and Grand. And uh, I know he's a good shop. And when you talk about service, you're basically talking about the fundamental oil changes, tire rotations, check the fluids, the belts, and the hoses, and the tires. That's what you're talking about. That is correct. And and really and truly, um, all of us do that kind of stuff. So it's it's the difference between the two extremes in our industry. Some of the people take that to the nth degree and rip the car. And I say rip the car. I'm using that because we're on radio and you can't see me using my hands. They they inspect every aspect of the car and come up with a whole bunch of stuff hoping that you'll just bite for three or four of the line items. So what you really want to, want to do is change my oil, check my tires, my fluids, my belts, and my hoses. Do you see anything bad? Call me and let me know. And that's really about it. But Auto Dynamics up there in Sun City and Surprise would handle that with you for no problem. Right. They're good with diesel and the German vehicles and all of that stuff? Yeah. And your car has spark and fuel, and it's delivered just like everybody else's. There are certainly some idiosyncrasies with the some of the cars that we call 1%ers to 5% of the cars on the market. But until the check engine light comes on, and until it's something that's 
A lot of times it's a real obvious problem when the check engine light comes on, but you need to go to a BMW guy when when you get in the car and when you adjust the seat, then the horn honks. That's when you need the BMW guy. But to do basic maintenance um, and and and, stu- and generic stuff, then you don't really need a BMW guy. I, I believe everybody ought to have a relationship with somebody trustworthy in a convenient location for them to get most things taken care of. So and so for you, I don't disagree at all with with. Uh, with Mark's recommendations. However, just like with your doctor, you they may refer you to a specialist, and if there's ever something that Automotive Dynamics says you might be better off taking this problem, like I adjust my seat and my horn goes off, to, to a, a specialist, trust them. And, that, and that's yeah. a great point. I, 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 I know for sure that all of us on my list, we do that. If you have a particular car that's a one percenter, and every time you 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 close the door, the horn honks or something stupid, we need somebody who's seen that before. And and if it were my shop, there's two or three BMW guys around that are just do BMWs. One of them just does BMWs, and heck, he can fix half that stuff over the phone, or at least tell you <laughs> how to fix it. But then I don't feel good about that, so I want to refer the customer there, knowing full well that he can. So in your particular case, I'd start with automotive dynamics, but your diesel is no different than gas. It has a filter. It has oil. We check it the same way. We drain it the same way. Everything is the same. So the difference is going to be when all of a sudden we start running five codes at once, and somebody on, that's working on a BMW understands the relationship between all five of those codes, just very much like Billy and I understand Chevy, Ford, Dodge, <laughs> Honda, Toyota. Yeah. We, we understand that, oh, We've got a lean condition here. All these codes are related to a lean condition, yep. and he pulls out the fuel filter, and it's plug solid. Bingo. We're done. So anyway, well, thank you for calling, and good luck, and, and I hope you enjoy your stay. Yeah, we always do. Thank you. Thank you. 602-508-0960. Gil, anybody? 602-508-0960. Yes, we have Jim. Jim, good morning. Hey, Mark. How are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you. Good. I called in last week and referencing my daughter's 2001 Toyota Corolla that I had the alarm system removed in. It was an aftermarket alarm, and then uh, the shop I go to removed it, uh, picked the car up, ran fine for a couple of weeks, and then I went to start it about two weeks ago, and it was just dead. It turned over. But you and I, you told me it could be spark or fuel. Fuel, right. Took it back over. Uh, the shop says, Call them. Well, we're looking, we're looking at the electrical system. We haven't found anything, but we'll call you when we do. They called me about an hour later and said, it's your fuel pump. Perfect. So they replaced the fuel pump, drove it home on Tuesday, went out to start it this morning. That is a mackerel. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop, okay. stop, stop. Okay. <laughs> that is a mackerel doesn't work for me. You, st- okay. you got in it in the morning. Did it crank over speed normally, but it wouldn't catch? This morning, it would not turn over, no radio, just no electricity when I got up this morning to start it. Okay, now we've just gone from a, a low-voltage situation, and, and we were at a, uh, at, at a, no at a, a no-fuel situation. So, so unrelated. Right. Unrelated. So okay. go ahead. So what did they say? So what he told me today was, well, bring it back over, and we will check. He said it could be a ground. But when I drove it this morning after I jumped it, and I did get it started, I turned the radio on turned the radio off, and when the radio was off, I could still hear electronic static through the speakers when the radio was off, and I'm still hearing, like, noise and static through the speakers, okay. and I thought that was odd. Well, I'm not going to chase that symptom. 
uh, I, okay. I'm going to work on on the real problem and, first. and then, yeah first and and okay. and, and it, because if you say I want you to stop in the deader than a hammer doesn't crank no electricity and I want you to chase mm-hmm. this noise in my radio speaker that is a huge mistake for a customer to make that's okay. just we don't want to be refocused like that let's you go after the first root one. cause yeah, yeah. the other pro- okay. problem may go away and and to be honest with you uh, okay. now think about the noise we got in the radio system mm-hmm. and we've got low voltage situation here mm-hmm. this sounds like a charging system problem to me it does it, it and, yep. and and i'm not suggesting it's the alternate it could be the fan belt looks like a shoestring and it's all worn out <laughs> it could be some kind of a bad connection at the back of the yeah, alternator yep. there's all kinds of things there but i think this is going to end up being some kind of a charging system problem. Okay. Could it be a bad battery that's a 12-month battery that's eight months old? Well, there's a difference. If the battery's bad and it won't handle a load when you crank it, it just goes, we get the machine gun sound. But it also has a lot to do with the headlight intensity. So if the battery's having a tough time with voltage, the alternator's going to try to make up for that. Mm, and okay. so there's all these moving parts. It is true that an intermittent problem is going to be hard to find. But to be perfectly yeah. honest with you, there's alternators, batteries, connections, and starters. <laughs> and really and truly, uh, they're like like uh, the starters like a light bulb, and oh, so is goodness. the alternator. Either it works or it doesn't. Okay. Well, I got a new fuel pump anyway. So. Well, and Start. and and you needed it. Well. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, I did need it. And you you can and and I would I would start off with that. Thank you very much. You diagnosed the fuel pump right. I'm really grateful for that. Let's work on right. this new problem. It's it's okay to say something nice like that because that really mm-hmm. endears the shop to the customer. They're recognizing your effort, and basically mm-hmm. you're saying to them, "This problem isn't your problem. It's a it's my car problem." Hopefully, you'll have the same right. success you did on the other one. That's what I would okay. say. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mark. You bet. Thank you. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. You're welcome to join us if you have a car question or a car problem. And, ladies, if you and your husband have an argument about a car issue, then you call up and represent the side you want to be the winning side as your side. And Billy and I know those hints real quick. Yep. And we'll we side know, with you. Right yeah, right. we're we're siding with you. But but we're really good at those kinds of things. Billy and I, we we would make great marriage counselors. Um, but we chose to work on cars. The idea, though, is is if there's a dispute in the family, uh, then give us fairly both sides of the dispute, and we'll decide which what what we want. And and we're teasing that we're always going to side with the wife, but that is the path of least resistance in my world. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Phoenix area attorneys. 6730 North Scottsdale Road, Suite 230, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85253. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Online at CordellCordell.com. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, Russia Attacks Ukraine. Putin's determined to continue this this offensive action, and, and I think he's on the cusp of starting a major war in Europe. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960 The Patriot.
dead. Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! Over! Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey! Is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us. In fact... What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks, which means clean air for us. Hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. Yep. But the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. All about that the 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about Kurtz Automotive. He's set up at I-17 in Bell, northeast corner of that intersection. He's been around a very, very long time. I can't tell you how many times I've sent someone to Kurtz, and I said, you know, go talk to them. If you can demonstrate the problem, go ahead and do that, and then they'll give you an estimate, and then hopefully their repair fixes your problem. Everybody calls back and says, really a nice place. They did exactly what you said. They fixed it. And most everybody says, and they came in under their estimate, folks, many of us are going to overbid the job a little bit so that we don't have to call you for a set of new windshield wiper blades and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Most all of us do that. So if we don't need the money, the real mark of a good shop, in my opinion, is that you back down to what you you should have been at the first place. So if you walk away from $25, you walk away from $25. But Kurtz is a great place, and they have great, strong diagnosticians. 
Greg, you're up next. How can we help you? Good morning, Mark. Good morning. I have a emissions problem, but you said you handle family disputes. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife keeps backing out of the carport, and she's taking off both mirrors. Um, and she says, she says that they should make those breakaway mirrors go both ways. I say she should look in the mirror and see the place coming. <laughs> um, so now I got two mirrors on an 08 Suburban taped up. And how, how can you help us? Well, um, have uh, you give me a call or mark at marksalem.com is my email address. And, and I know the name of a good divorce attorney. <laughs> and um and 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 I think you have uh, you have some signs of of mental crisis here <laughs> about about blaming the the uh, margin on the rearview mirrors on um somebody who probably now I'm going to guess here and, and get that wipe that smile off your face bill <laughs> I want to guess it's an I know that my wife and my daughters had a bad habit when they got into their cars first thing in the morning. They would adjust the rearview mirrors and look at their lipstick and their eyes and their faces and stuff. I think you're in that first 15, 20 second range as well. But if it really, I'm not a very good marriage counselor. And if she called about you, I'd, I'd side with her. And I think she already fixed it. Once you break off both the mirrors, they won't break off any more side view mirrors. Yeah. And, and that I don't know that I agree with that, but I, I'm going to let you say it. Anyway, so do I replace them or just uh, leave it the way it is? Do you, can, are they still functionable? Well, she doesn't seem to need them. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> no, I'm side. I'm siding with if and if they're broken off and they're hanging on the ground and no one can use them, then you have to do that. But if you were able to just rearrange the position of the mirror and she can still see out of it, and even though there might be <laughs> cracks in the mirror, then that might be a um, uh, something that you you want to wait on. Uh, I'm not really a good marriage counselor, and I'm more scared of your wife than you. So I'm going to side with her right now. So am I. Okay. Um, well, the emissions question, thank you, I think. Okay. The uh, the emissions questions, we got an 06 Malibu. It threw four codes, failed emissions, uh, took it in, and they removed two of the codes but we ended up still with they chased down egr pvc vacuum lines and it it picked two of the problems pretty easily but it we had this misfire on cylinder three that kept reoccurring and we kind of went down this money pit in the diagnosing of it to where initially was well it's it's a, a bad injector then it was it's a burnt valve and eventually, they found that it was the camshaft. And so now we can't, you know, at this point, the car's not worth the repair. Could they have gone after that first rather than spending all this money to diagnose? Um, it seems like they kind of did it backwards to where we, we put $500 in it, 1200 total, only to find out that it's a complete... Um, failure as far as we can't fix the motor without a new motor okay um i'm i'm a little concerned with um an engine misfire is gonna typically be kind of tough 
but one of the very first things you're going to do is hook a vacuum gauge to the motor and look at the intake vacuum and you're going to run a compression test and you're going to do a cylinder efficiency test and and of course they you're did a looking, leak down test also yeah i mean you're going to do all of that but if you have a burnt valve that's pretty obvious and if you have a bad valve that's dancing around the seat, there's going to, if it's an intake valve, there's going to be an explosion that gets past that valve, so you're going to have a backfire. And then if, it, if it's an exhaust valve that's dancing around the seat, then you're going to have a backfire out the tailpipe. Typically, you will. So I, I, on the level of one, you know, the bottom, the middle, and the top, we end up with a bad camshaft. To be perfectly honest with you, if you do your fundamentals right, I'm of the opinion you'll find that bad camshaft in the fundamentals of checking this misfire. Billy? That's the instinct I have from this situation, too. And I think the conversation would be that, um, no offense, you guys are nice guys, but it seems to me, you know, when I talk to the master mechanic that the lawyers use, Mark, (laughs) and he said, you know, this doesn't quite seem right. Would you agree that you could have used a different diagnostic procedure than blaming valves and injectors before you got to this camshaft thing? And if so, maybe I shouldn't be uh, charged for the errors in judgment. I know in my shop, if I think that, you know, going by the book or not, if I don't think I gave somebody a good value, I'm going to make it right. It, it, and, and see, if, if it's a lean condition and they think it's a fuel delivery problem, a lot of times we swap injectors and see if the problem moves to the other cylinder. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times that we're going to use tailpipe emissions to see if we're running lean on that cylinder, which is high hydrocarbons and a little high NOx, or if we're running rich on that cylinder because the injector's flooding instead of just mm-hmm. spraying. There's all these different moving parts, and if you represented somewhat clearly the path that you took I would have been somewhat disappointed in my technicians for taking that path. It is it, it we're having lots of camshaft problems. There's no question about that. That that's just that's the way it is on the GM products. But we're all we're all pretty known. I mean, we're looking for backfires and we're looking for clicking noises and we're looking for exhaust people say they have an exhaust leak but it's really a lifter clicking. We're looking for all that kind of stuff. So there's really no excuse for dancing around for a whole lot of money and then claiming that I need to pull the head because we got a valve. Now, to check the valves, we're going to take the spark plug out, we're going to put the cylinder on top dead center, we're going to put an air hose in there, and we're going to fire up that cylinder with about 120 pounds of air. If the exhaust valve's bad, it's going to be puking air out of the tailpipe. If the intake valve's bad, it's going to be puking air out of the uh, I- I- the air intake system, the throttle body. It's that simple. And in this case, you said they did a leak down test. So this should be one of the things that led them not to call it a valve. Uh, But, you know, before they did the test, they could have been suspecting that. By doing this test, they should have proven it was not the valve. So hopefully they did not charge you for a valve repair on its way to the camshaft. Hopefully these were just steps they took on the way to diagnosing the camshaft. And and so you you need to sit down and talk with them and ask them for some is is it appropriate for there to be some consideration in in the duplication of labor the duplication of and perhaps some some directions that we took that 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 really didn't move me to the next step and see what happens you, all you can do is ask be nice and polite um, but just talk in plain sense and and talk to somebody who can make the decision it doesn't make any sense for you to go grab the parts guy because his chances of him being able to handle this are slim and none or even a service writer so you need to talk to somebody in a position of of authority that can make the decision typically the manager the general manager or something like that but you have a right to be disappointed okay 
All right. Thank you. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you. We're going to take a break. And Rick and Mike, you stay right there because we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to grab both of you and anybody else at 602-508-0960. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper. And we literally had paper stack. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. <laughs> Learn about adopting a team from foster care at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Okay, we're rocking and rolling real quick through here. Let me tell you real quick, uh, Automatic Transmission Exchanges is down on Washington. He's been around for a very long time. He knows transmissions, and he had the fundamentals on the power glide, the two-speed power glides, and some of the old C3s or, and the full Fords and the old um, Chrysler products. And now we're we're talking about six and eight-speed and ten-speed automatic transmissions that the computer's shifting. But to be honest with you, it's the same transmission. It's just a different way to go from one gear to the other. So when you have a problem with the transmission, a leak or a shift problem, then call ATE. Automatic Transmission Exchange, get get an appointment and take your car in and show them what you're talking about, and they'll do a good job for you. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange. Okay, Rick, you're up first. How can we help you? Uh, yes, I have a, a 2008 Cadillac DTS, and uh, <clears throat> I, I replaced the front struts on it and front tires. Uh, I was going to get an alignment, and the alignment specialist said we need to get the rears done also, uh, the rear air shocks are leaking, and apparently the bushings are shot in the lower control arm. I cannot find a supplier for those lower control arms uh, that are complete with bushings. Well, we do um, have two choices when we're doing suspension components on most all the cars. You can, you can do a complete unit. You can do an arm, and it's going to come with the ball joint and the bushing bushings or you can replace the bushings all by themselves Uh, but but it i mean both billy and i have sophisticated parts people that have been in the business for 20 years so on a one to ten scale for a car that's a gm car that's a that's an 08 this is a two but obviously you can't borrow our people um (laughs) um, so i think that what i would do is in my opinion most of the time, the gray-haired, goofy guys that have been in this business a very long time usually reside in the Napa stores. And that might be a phone call you can make. And it's okay if you say, I want the oldest, gnarliest, gray-haired guy you've got there. And that's how I would approach it. Well, now, I tried Napa also, and they could not get those 
control arms, and apparently you can't buy just the bushing. Okay. I've never heard of that before, so I, I don't know why that is. I don't know. You know, I, I hear this a lot, but it's just not true in my world. 99 times out of 100, I, 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 um, what part of town do you live in? Over in Goodyear. Okay. Um, call Auto Dynamics or, go, or call Harkers, either one of them. And um, I, I, I'm quite sure Harkers can help you. Um, Harker's at 38th Avenue and Indian School. He's been around a long time. Bob, Bob and Jeremy are two of the best technicians I've ever met in my life. They, they're certainly in the top crust of our industry. So Harker's, H-A-R-K-E-R-S, Harker's. And I wouldn't ask them to work off someone else's diagnosis. So shop says this is what it needs to have. I think what you need to do is, is get a fresh pair of eyes and give them the symptoms of the problem and let them see if they come to the same conclusion. Because I can align okay. a car from the front end. I don't need the butt end to be perfect. I can align the front end. If I hang the heads in the back, I can just, I'm interested in the center line of the car and that the front tires are facing straight forward. I can still align the front end of the car. Yeah, I've had two people look at it and and uh, both of them said those bushings are shocked. Also, the uh, the air compressor for the shocks keeps cycling, so obviously it's got a leak. But anyway, yeah, you got uh, a little I'll bit give of work. those guys a try. Okay, all right, well, good. Thank you very much, Rick. Brian, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Six weeks ago on my 18 V6 Colorado, I noticed that the battery, one of the posts was putting out sulfur sulfating or whatnot and the first thing i thought was oh no how expensive is this alternator going to be well a retired mechanic acquaintance of mine said no no that's the battery so i took his advice and i put a battery in it popped the hood recently and i go oh no it's sulfating well i was mistaken because i just popped the hood now when i was calling you and it's nothing but the red uh sealant or protectorant that i put on the post has now turned black and kind of dried. So I'm assuming that's okay. But my biggest question, which you can affirm for me, please, but my biggest question, I'm forgetting. If you have a sulfating battery, uh, which I'm calling it just on the post like that, is it usually the negative or the positive, or can it be either? And is that related to the regulator and the, and the alternator? Okay, well, it doesn't make any difference. The polarity on the battery is the same, so the draw on the negative side is uh-uh. the same, the draw on the positive side, so it doesn't make any difference. So there is no good answer to that. Number two, most of the time, if there's corrosion, it's because the battery is could be overcharging or there's a leak at the post. And so okay. if you want to, if you have a voltmeter, Billy, what's the voltage he should find at 2,000 RPM with all the accessories off? Roughly 15. 14, 15. 14, 5 to 15, yeah. too. Okay, that's it. So I if see. you're up in the 17, 18, 19 volts, then that's the reason why you're sulfating. The ba- that's the reason why the battery's bleeding. It's because we're overcharging oh, yeah. it. So 14 and a half, okay. uh, uh, engine idle up, no accessories on, door mm-hmm. shut, d- uh, disconnect uh, the radar detector and everything else, and just see what your voltage is at 2,000 RPM, and, and that you'll know everything you okay. need to know. Okay? Thanks. And then there's right. just one more quick answer. Can I just Go tell ahead. You one more thing? About uh, two to three months ago, I called you on the same truck, and the transmission service is at 45,000 miles, believe it or not, in the book. Okay. And uh, this is an 18, and it's like three to $400 somewhere in there to get the tranny changed. No dipstick. A professional has to do it. 
And I found out why there's a big old cross member that's got to come off before you can get the pan off to do it. Yeah, yeah. So that, I just that, thought I'd tell you. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. But, yes, there are idiosyncrasies that cause what would normally be a two or $300 transmission, drop the pan and the filter and refill it. There are lots of other issues, and they're car-specific, that can cause that bill to go twice as much or three times as much, depending on, on the ability of us to do what we need to do. But thank you for that. All righty, Chuck, you're up next. Chuck, how can I help you? Hey, Mark, I've got an 07 Chevy Silverado pickup with the four-speed automatic transmission. And I've noticed lately that when I'm when it's warm and I'm driving and I come to a stop, if I come to a slow stop, I can feel it shift back into first gear, you know, into the low range. And it sort of feels like if you went from neutral to drive, that little thump that you get. Uh-huh. If I make a fast stop, you know, like light turns red and I have to, you know, come to a, a pretty quick stop. Then it doesn't shift down, but when I let my foot off the brake to accelerate, I feel it shift down into that first uh, gear before it takes off. And again, it feels just like you're going from neutral to drive. Okay. Just wondered if that's something I should worry about. Well, the first thing I I, want to tell you is, is I'm not quite sure I'm going to be able to tell a downshift from a clunk. Mm -hmm. And And what you have is a noise and probably something that you can feel. And I'm suggesting that that could be a clunk and not something with the transmission. And that's what really needs to happen is it has to be diagnosed first. So before you do anything else is is you need to get some gray-haired guy to go drive with you. You need to insist that I'm going to drive. I promise I'm going to give you the steering wheel in the next four minutes. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Then we're going to trade places. If you say something like that, us old guys want to hug you <laughs> because otherwise your wife comes over and I'm teasing you and she'll have us out there for an hour and a half while she tries to get it to happen. So if oh, you okay. can make it happen and show us, then you turn around and sit in the passenger seat, instruct him how to make it happen. But I think you're chasing a clunk. I don't think you're chasing a downshift problem. Yeah, the downshift is much more rare than a clunk. It could be a spring wrap-up, a, a drive shaft uh, bind. There's a lot of things. Uh, let's that can let's be. hope it's not the transmission. Yeah, you just don't have <laughs> yeah. the right symptoms for a downshift problem on a transmission. You just—that's not what no. we hear. So that's why both of us are moving to a clunk part. So it, do you it, have it a might be, but end? I'd start with the clunk. Yeah. Say that again. Could it be in the front end also? Something. Well, in the after front? I'll tell you what, most gray-haired guys when they'll drive it, they'll figure out where it's coming from whether it's in the okay. front or in the back. I mean, it's that's part of the diagnostic process, and we know how to, to bring it to a stop and then rock it forward and rock it backwards and, and then back up and abruptly stop, and that's, that stretches the, the uh, suspension out. So, yeah, it's pretty easy for us to figure out whether it's, in the, it's a suspension clunk or whether we're moving tires and uh, wheels because the A-arms or bushings are gone and all that kind of stuff. That, that's, that's stuff that we can do. Do you have a shop that okay. you usually use? Uh yeah, down the street here, I use Carrie's uh, Auto. Okay. 60, okay, happy I got. Okay, Chuck, I got to run. But Jack, you're up next. Jack, how can I help you? Uh, Mark, hi. Hi. Oh, yeah, hi. Yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a call and thank you very much for recommending uh, Action Auto. I believe it is on Deer Valley. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I recommended them from listening to it on the show to my son who had his VWCC the timing uh, belt replaced. So I just wanted to thank you. Usually you always hear people complaining, so I wanted to give you one. That's a, thank you. <laughs> what a beautiful end to this show. What a beautiful <laughs> Yes, sir. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You made my whole day. Uh, I, Super. Thank you. I've known Tom since 1983. 
Tom actually worked for John Rang, and John Rang sold a particular kind of, if you remember back in the late 70s, early 80s, we had the scopes, and you plug your car into the scope, and the scope would talk to your car, and it would tell you what's the matter. Well, there was a bear, and there was an Allen machine, and they Mm -hmm. both cost more than my first house. (laughs) My first house was $33,000, and I bought a scope for $38,000. But we could make that dance back then. That machine was just... And so Tom represented the Allen machine, or the Bear machine, and... No, he represented the Allen machine, and I bought the Bear machine. But we've been friends ever since. And I, I, I respected him because he was a good salesman, and he could make his machine dance. It's just, I like the process of the other one. Today they're both gone. We just threw our last two away. We had the scopes back in the train. We just got rid of my last one. <laughs> and those big dinosaurs. So dusty. <laughs> and But they did have some really nifty features on mm-hmm. them, like the bear would do an auto, a complete electrical systems test on its own. Hook up the amp probe, the power stroke, and the load. It would do everything for you and print it out and tell you what the parameters are and how you were where you were out of spec. Well, it, that became a crutch, as you well know. <laughs> and so today yes. we don't have those big boxes because the young kids can't handle that kind of stuff. We make them go through the process. But thank you very much for that. I will call Tom and tell him that Jack and his son were terribly happy with the timing belt. And that they're only hoping that if the timing belt breaks, it doesn't bend all the valves. Yeah. Right? Can I throw that in? <laughs> all right. Whether they know it or not. Whether they know it. That's it. All right. Well, thank you, Jack. Thank you very much. Well, we did 13 calls today. That's pretty doggone good. Um, my email address is mark at marksalem.com. Mark with a K at marksalem.com. Salem is like the cigarette, S-A-L-E-M. You're welcome to send me a note and ask me a question. I would like you to give me your your phone number and a time to call you. You see, I'm going to have some questions just like on the radio. You tell me what your car is, and you tell me the problem, and I'm going to ask you questions. Does it do it left and right, hot and cold, fast and slow? Those are the things that can help me get closer to the problem. So leave me your phone number, and then when I call you, I'm going to call you on a blocked phone for obvious reasons. But I'm, I'm going to, if the phone answers and you don't pick it up, I'm going to say, hey, this is Mark Salem. Um, I'm calling about your car problem, and I'm going to call you back in about four or five minutes. And I'll give you warning so you can pick up the next um, blocked caller. And that's going to be me. So anyway, mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. Our website is marksalem.com, and it has lots of FAQs that I've written over, and they apply from the last 50 years. And there's lots of good information with respect to symptoms and problems for alignments and stuff like that. So, Billy, thanks for spending your Saturday with me. Enjoyed every minute. Now, folks, I want to just draw a picture for you. Billy and I are in the radio studio in my auto repair shop in Tempe. And next to Billy's feet is my dog, Marley, sound asleep. And then next to my feet is a big black German shepherd named Jed, who's sound asleep. And we've both been doing radio for two hours. And and I had to turn Billy's microphone down just a little bit because the dog was snoring so loud. (laughs) And I looked over and I thought, Billy's snoring, but it wasn't Billy, it was the dog. So nevertheless, Bill, thanks for spending your Saturday with me. It's always a pleasure. And uh, and the rest of you, the, the real question is, is it's never really important to be forced into making a decision right then and right there. The best thing you do is, is everything you want to tell me, please write down. My husband or my wife likes to see it in writing. 
because people typically won't write BS down and sign their name to it. Mm-hmm. So you want it in writing. Thank you very much. Here's my email address. We'll see you. And we'll see you next week right here on KKNT 960 The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.